0: TMS is brought to you daily by the support of our patrons at patreon.com TMS. Like Jason Cuesta,
1: Jason Denon, and Jason Lecky.
0: Coming up on TMS church lady tomatoes
1: beefsteak tomatoes are neither beef nor steak discuss
0: funions neither fun nor onions
1: i said change my mcnuggets not put change in my mcnuggets fritos not freedom toes mgm not so grand earthy moldy corky who has silent wise?
0: never never knew
1: you needed to pass
0: advanced chemistry to pick a freaking wine <laughs> Weirdos always existed,
1: but now they have platforms.
0: No MGM reservations, no MGM gambling, and no MGM Lieutenant Yar. (laughs) Domesticated trash panda. Sauerkraut sweaty yogurt. Bring back wasabi. Goatless with Wendy. And more on this episode of The Morning Stream. It's fall and everyone's getting ready for winter. And here to help is Mr. Clean, Procter & Gamble's new all-purpose liquid cleaner. Because it's time for fall house cleaning and mr clean
3: is the all-time champ of all kinds of clean hey, girlfriend what's the dilly
2: yo
1: the morning stream we're not toys we're action figures Hello, everybody. Welcome to TMS. It is the morning stream for Thursday, September 14th, 2023. I'm Scott. He's Brian. Hello. 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 Good morning. Good morning. Thursday, last day of our normal broadcast week. And uh, we're happy to be here for you guys. You know? Yeah. Yeah. We're here. We got Wendy. We got all the stuff. So just, you know, stick around. We had a great uh, pre-show about how to stop raccoons from dicking around with your stuff.
0: <laughs> well, we hope we do. I mean, you know, we don't know for sure, but uh, gonna try a couple things and see if I can get some some raccoon protection for my uh, bird buddy
1: bird feeder thingy. Yeah, because how can you have any birds if you got those raccoons all the time? You know, how
0: can you have any birds
1: if you don't if eat you your meat? Don't eat your meat. Yeah, eat your meat. But it's the thing exactly. with these birds. Birds are kind of dicks too, right? But they got nothing yeah. on raccoons raccoons are just, oh
0: gosh no yeah yeah trash pandas yeah, yeah. that's, that's what they call them
1: i'd love a little domesticated one but i ain't gonna happen oh sure yeah, yeah no yeah Barry, uh, we were talking about this pre-show too but barry and our listening audience barry, barry and bobby Ann, they both they both have befriended local and like
0: eight yeah eight raccoons that come to their uh backyard on
1: the regular yep and they've named them and know what they look like yeah, and yeah. All yeah. that kind of stuff that's pretty cool.
0: By the way, did you? You got a, a voicemail from Barry about wine. And, oh, did uh, I? I was hoping you'd play it. Yeah. Oh, Didn't I you?
1: haven't checked my voicemails yesterday. Did they come yesterday? Probably did. Uh, let's he see. sent
0: us a, a photo of his wine aroma thing, and it says to go with the voicemail. So okay,
1: let's see if I can find which voicemail it is it. because there are many. Uh,
0: I'm sorry to spring this on you now
1: during the show. Do you know if it was. I, I know nothing else about it. Well, let's see. We'll do a little preview here. Let's see what we okay. got. Okay, so this one is this one.
2: Hey, it's Brian. It's
1: Amy. Nope, that's Amy. Let's try this. Not that we won't play yours, Amy. I'm just, these are all just... I'm seeing yeah. them raw.
0: Yep. Hey, this is for the morning stream.
1: That's Barry. All right. Oh, it is Barry. Yep, yep. okay. So oh. I'm going to download that real quick. But he and,
0: sounds so different over the phone. I he, swear to God.
1: He does. He's a man of mystery. Okay, so I'm going to just... I'm just going to make this... Nice and loud, so yeah. I can hear it. Yeah. And then I'm going to play it. Okay, save. All right, here we go. Let's see what Barry had to say. Whoops, hit play.
0: Hey, this is for the Morning Stream. It's Scott and Brian. It's Barry with his <laughs> wine box. I'm
1: listening to TMS
0: 2519 and your discussion on earthy wines. Wine can definitely have
1: aromas of dirt, white stone, grass, even mushrooms. Brian's right on about how wine can pick up some of these aromas from the grapes, the barrels,
0: fermentation processes even. I'm sending over the wine aroma wheel through email so you can look at that. Some of these are really, really weird. Well, anyway, I continue to do copious amounts of research and learning more. Love the show, though, and Brian, I'll see you in
1: a few days. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Barry. That's right. So show. so he sent you a what's this
0: wheel? He sent uh, both of us uh, a wheel. I'll put it will put a link uh, or actually I'll put a copy of it in our Discord chat. And uh well, I'll try to anyway. There we go. It's a 12.35 megabyte image.
1: Plenty uh small for me to grab. Here it is. Yep. Oh, yeah, look at this. Holy crap. This is like yeah. this this is serious, you guys. Okay. So So this wheel, we're going to have to zoom in some here. Let's see. So, like, for example, there is the earthy wines,
0: uh, which have a uh, earthy, moldy, dusty, mushroom, moldy, cork kind of uh, uh, aroma to them.
1: So we got these categories in the middle. It's interesting. Woody, earthy, chemical, oxidized, microbial, uh, floral, spicy, fruity. What's that one say? Uh. Herb, herb of, I can't read it upside down. Herbaceous. There it is. Herbaceous, vegetabitalis, <laughs> <laughs> nutty. Vegetative. We <laughs> got nutty. Car- Caramel. <laughs> Caramel a category. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't expect That's that.
0: It's got uh, hints of honey, butterscotch, butter, soy sauce, chocolate, and molasses. In interesting.
1: That one. Yeah, and so then these branch out. So if you have chemical, for example, you have petroleum, sulfur, and pungent. Those <laughs> all sound bad.
0: Yeah, they do. None of that sounds good. Ooh, it's got hints of tar, plastic, kerosene, and diesel in yeah. it. Yeah. Um, mm. Can I not have that wine? I think that's ruin that I sounds, think uh, that's probably that's, them. Them.
1: That's, your, that's your last, that's your, your final straw if you're drinking. You don't want to go, right, you sorry. go no lower than that. Um, there says something here about a, where is it? There it is. So, on the oxidized side, that's interesting. You got oxidized or oxidized, and then the subcategory is still oxidized. Mm-hmm. And then the flavor is cherry. Sherry. Okay. So, how do you know? So, not cherry, not cherry, but cherry. oh, sherry. I can't read this right. Like a sherry wine. Yeah. So, the rest of this. Um, so, one- it's basically like you start
0: at the middle. Like when you're a beginner uh, onophile, you, um, you say, oh, this, this wine is, uh, it's got kind of a, a fruity. Uh, aroma to it, or a nutty aroma, or whatever. And then, as you get better and you start identifying more, you move to the next ring and you say, uh. "Oh, wow, it's this one." Uh, uh, I know I would have described this last time as fruity, but I'm going to narrow it down and say, um, "Kind of uh, berry,
1: berry, berry." Yeah. Okay. So here's my here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start with the microbial, and I'm going to okay. go, "Oh, this has a very microbial taste," and then I'll say. <laughs> I'll say, you know, I've been drinking this wine long enough. I think I'd call it lactic. It's more of a lactic uh, quality. Right. And then eventually I would have...
0: biological, by the way.
1: Oh, what did I say? Microbial? You said microbial,
0: yeah. Yeah, words Fair are good Christ, for me today. Man. Then I would yeah.
1: finally graduate to sauerkraut, sweaty, and yogurt. I have to choose between <laughs> those three.
0: Ah, this wine has... Mm, I think I'm detecting a little sauerkraut and some some sweat and I think some yogurt yeah, in this thing. A little bit of yeah.
1: yogurt and sweat. Boy, who doesn't like that with their dinner?
0: Yeah, it, it's... Uh...
1: Blah. That's
0: that's the wine you want.
1: Yeah, I uh, then again, I'd have to stay in this this cone of fruity. This would hurt. This yeah, I think so.
0: And the caramel, the nutty sounds really good. Walnut, hazelnut, almond. Those yeah. all sound good. They'll
1: sound all right.
0: Even um, the even the uh, herbace- herbaceous and uh, vegetative. Uh, you know, bell pepper, mint. Yeah, green olive, black olive, artichoke.
1: But I would say from uh, chemical. <laughs> yeah, through, down yeah. through oxidized, and then finally with microbiological. Those are my yeah. categories. I'm that's avoiding. The,
0: yeah, I, I'm staying away from about uh, three thirty to seven o'clock on that wheel. That's, what is on the yeast?
1: On the yeasty one, it says baker's yeast and and leesy. What's leesy L-E-E-S-E? or leese? L e Which
0: thing is that? Oh, that's under uh, microbiological. Yeah. Baker's yeast and Leesy? Yeasty. Leasy.
1: Yeah, I don't know what that
0: is. Uh, I don't know. That's a that's a they're going to be a sponsor. Uh it's a uh, a mattress that comes in
1: a box. Okay, good. It's the
0: new Leesie. The new Leesie mattress. Yeah.
1: You don't buy them, you lease you lease them. You lease them. Yeah. yeah. they spell that differently so that you get, you know, thrown, but uh or it's you know it's like flicker or something. But uh right. yeah, they want oh, you to TV's buy. it. TV's
0: Travis says uh that's pronounced like lease.
1: Um, really interesting. So, okay. well, you say the why There's though? So at the end? Yeah, yeah so it's leasey, Right? not not lessy or leeasy. Yeah. Leese. I don't not, know what how it do you is? not
0: pronounce the uh the y,
1: TV's Travis? Yeah, you must say the y. The y can't be silent. Who has silent y's? Nobody? Nobody.
0: Nobody has a silent y. All
1: right, I got a few things to go through here. We got an email this morning. Okay. Um this is uh who's this from? This is from Misplaced Geek and he says the following. Greetings Scribius and Blender. Scribus. Sorry. What is Scribus? <laughs> Is I don't that a know. Is that I bet that's a app because Blender is the other app. That could be. Oh, Scribus, probably Scribus? like a writing app, yeah. Yeah, i can use that. Uh, it says here on episode 250, sorry, 2521, Scott was talking about the onion beef he's been getting from folks in regards to ref, uh, preferring raw onions on burgers and salads. As a member of team raw onions, I truly enjoy the <laughs> crunch and flavor from the raw onions. My mm-hmm. sister typically hands me all her onions and tomatoes when we get together for family outings and salads are involved I don't need I'm kind of on a not I don't like tomatoes right now now if you give me a fresh one out of the hmm. garden I'll make yeah. I'll, I'll make it happen yeah. but, but by itself like kind of where the dominant thing is the tomato not really into it right now don't know really? why just used to be huge fan of that these days I'm like eh kind of pass or don't put them in my salad or whatever but I'm you know on a burger yeah um, you know and there, stuff.
0: I think ones you get at the store that you can get for a while like you know like it seems like for half the season you get these tomatoes and there's no flavor to them at all you have to like really salt and pepper them up to uh um to enjoy them but um both of our neighbors and us are growing um a lot of tomatoes and the crazy neighbors are growing these amazing heirloom tomatoes big like weird colored dark reds and, and purples you know, right almost some... browns and stuff yeah. yeah and they are so freaking good you don't even need to put salt on them you don't even need to you don't need to do anything just cut it open and uh, eat it and it's fantastic
1: yeah our, we have a whole bush of those but they're not done yet I guess we're waiting for another week mm. or something for gotcha. for them to okay. ripen but they're the big purpley they have a oh, name yeah. these so actually those... have a name and I don't remember the damn name Kim tell, says it all the time oh and it's not and it's not heirloom it's something different oh, maybe it is heirloom I can't remember. She gave, she gave. She told me they were called this, and that's what. Here's what made them different, and all that, and then I forgot it immediately. Well, beef steak, possibly beef steak, tomato. Yeah, maybe. I don't remember. They're really good though. Beef steak. But I'll, but I, but even in those cases, I would prefer them on something, you know, rather than by beef themselves. Beef steak
0: tomatoes, and neither beef nor steak disgust. <laughs>
1: What? It was a good deep deep pull from the it's, SNL yeah, archives. It was
0: uh, it was as if Mike Myers was doing Joan Rivers. I think is what that was.
1: Yeah, there you go. And they are ugly these tomatoes.
0: So is Mike Myers? As uh, well, yeah,
1: he <laughs> can be. He's a little. He's a little. You know, he's a little scony now. Whatever.
0: Yeah. Well, no, I'm just saying Mike Myers when he's dressed up as Linda Richmond doing the uh, coffee talk it was a little ugly. Yeah. Um, no, those tomatoes are ugly because they've got those cracks. Like they just come with cracks in them mm-hmm. that have like scabbed up
1: (laughs) yeah, but they're so good that's part of the design like it's so weird those are strange tomatoes but we'll look forward to you know eating them yeah Uh, we got another one here from uh, oh he sorry he went on to say red onions are my favorite to the point that I've hooked Mm. my son on them as well considering his texture sensitivities as he is on the autism spectrum I always wondered if he would enjoy them now they're a burger requirement right up there with pickles and mustard for him Uh, keep on crunching Uh, noms not work Gentlemen, Chris, aka Misplaced Geek. P.S. A uh, as a massive Funyuns fan, much to my doctor's dismay, my crunch bias might be on a different scale. Um, yeah, Funyuns are neither fun nor onions, but they do taste good. <laughs> you know, I'll aren't eat they, them. Aren't
0: they like free? Not uh, freeze dried. Like, um what is they do? They are onions. They're like, uh, um, but what do they do to them? It's like, like dehydrated
1: something. What are they? Do? Let's see Funyuns. We can find out. Are they mostly yeah. uh, let's see onion flavor extruded? <laughs> okay, here's their description. I don't like the sound of it already. Funyuns is the brand name of an onion flavored corn extruded snack. Oh, you're right. Yep. look at
0: that. I thought that they were they were onion based. So wait, they're but they're all different shapes. They're like going to the effort to make different sized corn extrusions.
1: Well, they're all are they different shapes? They're just they're all rings, right?
0: Uh, Cornmeal ring-shaped using an extrusion process representing the shape of fried onion rings. Salt and onion mix gives them their flavor. Yeah. Son of a bitch. No onions. I thought these were onions. Oh, I'm...
1: I'm, All these years later. You know what you were thinking? You were thinking like, I I would have thought this until we read this. I would have thought dehydrated onion something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because they're in onion-shaped rings. And why, Why bother making them different sizes and shapes if they're really just... Cornmeal fed out through a, you yeah. know, tube and turned into a ring. Yeah. Oh, I'm so. I know it's Next shocking. Next, you going to tell me that pork rinds ain't made from pork. At <laughs> I thought they were the same thing. I thought basically not the same thing, but I think that's thought the same process. Whatever they did to the pork to make pork rinds is what they did to the onions to make onions.
1: Yeah, yeah, and we were, we'd have been wrong. So
0: there you go. Yeah, well, you were you were right. I was wrong. They're, well, I, neither
1: you were right. They're I neither just remember, fun nor I, onions. I just always felt like whatever I was eating, there was no way a real onion would see it and say, "Oh no, my brother, he was turned into food." Like I don't, <laughs> they don't, they they just don't resemble real food at all. But I assume yeah. there was some onion, something in there. Yeah,
0: it's onion flavor.
1: By the way, he, <laughs> These were born the year you and I were born, so funyuns have been here since 1969. Wow. Okay. Um, nice. here's some fun facts. Uh, they still make the ori- original Funyuns, but in 2001, it was the first time they branched out into something new, and they made wasabi-flavored Funyuns for one oh. year. <gasps> Can't get those anymore. Oh. Flamin' Hots, though. You can still get Flamin' yeah. Hot Funyuns since 07 till today.
0: I'm tired of the Flamin' Hot. <laughs> like, Chili... Flamin' Hot is so damn overused.
1: <laughs> I agree. Chili and Limon, uh, or Chili, yeah, and Limone or Lemon. Uh, 2014 to 2018, so that was a run that's over. And then Steakhouse Onion, I remember these. We had these once, yeah. 2015 yeah. to 2018. So yeah. right now Which, you can... Guess
0: what? Steakhouse Onion, still freaking cornmeal pushed through an excreter. <laughs> and now it's just Steakhouse Onion flavor. Yeah. Oh, I'm just... I'm you're Listen, not. I I bring back freaking wasabi. Yeah. That sounds uh, good, doesn't it? It does yeah. sound good. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to put a fake flavor in there, let's make it
1: something like wasabi. Mm-hmm. wasabi. Yeah, no, yeah. I agree. I agree. At least with like, you know, you get pork rinds. You're getting the rinds of pork. You know, yeah, exactly. they may not be, not be good for
0: you, but is it, is it like, uh, they're protected by the fact that that's spelled with a Y. So, so as someone is not going to say, well, these are, onions. it's like a uh, crab with a K it's like, <laughs> well, I thought it was crab, but they spell it with a K. So I know it's fake. Uh, yeah. Funyuns spelled with a Y. So it's not a real onion. Yeah.
1: Funyuns. That's so dumb. Uh, yes.
0: Okay, TV's Travis. TV's Travis says, "You know, Cheetos aren't made of cheese, right?" <laughs> Same thing with Funyuns. Yes, I did not think for any point of time that uh, Cheetos were freeze dried cheese. Yeah,
1: I don't think Fritos are freedom toes. Okay, whatever. Protected
0: it- from lawsuit, Bobby. Like uh, uh, you know, misrepresentation, flagrant misrepresentation.
1: I guess Funyuns has always said onion flavored rings underneath it. As it okay. Which says well, that's at least according to says, the logo. It
0: basically just says I've never looked closely at the bag. I just shoved
1: them in my face, yeah. apparently. We just trust the FDA. Yeah. We grab them and we eat them. That's what yeah. we do. If you live in Brazil, these are called ceb sebal- let's see. Sebal- if you want some Funyuns, <laughs> just ask for that. Say I want some flaming hot cebolitos. <laughs> flamin' Yeah, Yep. Hot. Flamin' hot. That's how you want to say it uh, in Brazil.
0: Cebolitos. Yeah. I
1: just want to see. C-E-B-A-L-I-T-O-S? C-E-B-A-L-I-T-O-S uh, O-L-I-T-O-S. Yeah, you had that right except for the o. Cebolitos. Yeah.
0: Okay. I want to see um, what oh, yeah. that translates to in Spanish. So hold on a second.
1: Here's the pictures. These look fine. They look like they look like Funyuns. Uh, but what does okay, it say? Okay, so
0: Cebolitos means chives. It's Spanish for chives.
1: Oh. They not do full onions down or there? Por- I'm sorry, Portuguese. Okay. Oh yeah, Portuguese, of course. So did they yeah. so so uh, why not? Hmm, that's interesting. Focus on mm-hmm. chives instead of onions could probably the same flavor, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. But look yeah, at but there's things. no chives in there either, so
0: just chive flavoring. Okay. Lame. All
1: right, that is kind of lame. Not really into chives. that. It's she, chives. 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 Alright. Ricky Ch- chives, yeah. Favorite British comedian for a lot of people. Uh, All right. There's that. Thanks for that email. Got one on social media and money. Check this one out. Rusty Nails 101. We know or 102 rather. He writes in or is in the chat and stuff all the time. Anyway, says two thoughts that I wanted to share while listening to today's show. Number one, I don't want to be part of the social media is the worst thing ever crowd, but there's a but. Uh, I do feel that social media has given some people, maybe even a lot of people, A very "quote I am the main character in this life, and the rest of you are all extras." Unquote attitude toward the world at large. Uh, I'm not sure if it's just or if it's just correlation, but it feels to me like the birth of social media and widespread aggravated narcissism have come hand in hand. Um, here's the I think there's something to that. Yeah, I think there might be. I think you have to. The way I would look at it would be: Did those people? Would those people have all been there? They just now now they have a mechanism to to express their narcissism, but would they have been narcissists? And and you know, it's like does the does the tree make a noise when it falls and nobody's there in the forest or wherever the phrase is? Mm-hmm. Sure, I sure. think. I if mean, do
0: they already have this within them and um and the social media just brought it out, or or did it change them fundamentally to where they became this?
1: Right, I mean, like if if you engage in it then you see what it's giving you. If you don't yeah. engage with it, does it affect you at all? Like, does it have any effect? In other words, you know, narcissists in real life that have nothing to do with social media. The fact that they now have a bullhorn, like everyone else to say whatever they want. That's the difference. I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Now that, so, yeah. that is absolutely we're narcissists risen.
0: Without a bullhorn. And now they're narcissists with a bullhorn.
1: Yeah. Basically. And so to the rest of us, that seems like, Oh, there's more of them. Well, no, more of them have access that's the mm-hmm. difference i that's yeah. what i think i think yeah, that there's more a good theory too i yeah. think that it's not that there's more of, of the problem it's that the problem has way more exposure than it used to have mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we didn't have that you had the newspaper yeah. and you had tv and nobody was on those things <laughs> <laughs> it was very elite few that got to be on tv that's right uh, number two he says if you really want to go on a, the wildest Joey Pants movie ride of your life you need to see Robot in the Family uh, don't look anything up about it uh, don't read any reviews or any scores Dunaway probably has it in his VHS and can and can send the rest of the film sec uh, family the copy uh, love the show though or as he said love the glow flow Uh, Rusty Nails. I've never heard of this. Never heard of Robot in the Family. I've never
0: heard of it either, yeah. um, And I looked just to see if it was available on streaming, but I didn't look anything else up about it. But I do love the just the title makes me think, oh yeah, this is going to be bad. It's going to be really bad. Is
1: it recent-ish? Or how old are we talking here? No
0: idea. It's not not available anywhere on streaming, so we are going to have to rely on uh, Brian Dunaway to um, find it in his uh, VHS library and make copies from.
1: (laughs) It's 93, it looks like. Okay. If he's not the if he's not the robot, then no sale. Just kidding. I don't, I won't look up anything. But if we can find this, that would be amazing. Yeah. yeah. That sounds like crap. Let's get for it for sure. Oh, it sounds horrible. Yeah, real yeah. bad. Um, okay. There's that. Uh, I got one final email. Lots of emails here.
0: Okay. Lots of emails. I like this. I like, like to, I like hearing from uh, from listeners. Like nice to push from push
1: these out a little bit. Here's uh, Will yeah. in Austin who says, "Hey, stitches and bandages. Back in 2015, I was given free tickets to see Mad Max Fury Road in IMAX in 3D." Oh, I'll put up the sign. Hold on. There you go, everybody. Zero days. Reset. Reset. Uh, Long story short, the theater was absolutely freezing, and the sound was cranked so loud it was distorted. We complained, but nothing was changed. We weren't the only people complaining. It was a horrible experience, and as a result, it bled over into my opinion of the movie. Fast forward to last week. So some, how many years are we now? Eight years later? Seven? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I thought I'd give it another chance because I had always been a fan of Mad Max franchise before even beyond Thunderdome. And I have to tell you, and here's the important part, <laughs> re-watching it in my home with normal temperatures and great sound. It was an amazing movie. I get it now. Will from Austin. He also ends by saying, Flojo outran the Glow hobo. <laughs> See, I'm telling you, all whatever your reasons are, come back to the flame. And watch it again. Uh, Tina, guarantee
0: Tina won't. <laughs> Tina, it was not, it was not temperatures. It was not overcranked sound. She just said it just wasn't the movie for her. And if if, if she was there without me, she would have walked out.
1: Yeah, it was. Uh, that was true. Of some people I went with when I saw it and found it to be revelatory. There were two, three people with us who were like, "I I can't even believe I'm here. Why am I watching this? Wow, wow, yeah." well it's yeah. mostly sister-in-laws but and I'm not saying it's all women I'm not saying that <laughs> but I will say the show, the movie is very much catered I think to uh instincts of a more man related stereotype <laughs> okay I do think it's geared toward that so I can understand yeah. why it would put off a lot of you know people who are maybe a little less into sure Apocalypse sure. and you know guns and cars and
0: of course, yeah, I mean it is yeah exactly if you didn't if you didn't like any of the previous Mad Max movies, you're probably not gonna like this one because it's it's a better version it's the best version of the stuff, a lot of stuff you've seen before, and a lot of new stuff don't you know a lot of new stuff, but uh
1: yeah, how does she feel about the old movies? Do she have any opinion on those
0: she uh I think she of all of them probably likes beyond Thunderdome most because it it doesn't feel as like there is just brutal uh, there's brutal violence in all of them but it seems to be toned down the most in Thunderdome and she just doesn't like seeing like like um, uh, somebody uh, just get beaten for no reason whatsoever like the like the guys do to the little peaceniks with their uh, little refinery second
1: movie yeah uh a little. That stuff's little, rough. Uh, that stuff's rough. It is rough, yeah. Yeah, I uh, uh, I don't, you know, again, everybody's going to have a different thing. I don't blame sure. her. She's not She's not wrong, like, critically, she's not wrong. Right, of these course. Are, these are overly violent visions of yeah. the downfall they, they, of humanity in a very extreme way, and uh, sure. that, can't, that can't be for everyone, you know? No, no, for sure. It's definitely for me though. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey Scott, you know what is for everyone. What's at that? least for everyone who's a patron. It's getting refined, but uh you wanna put me uh, in full screen there, mister? You are in full screen. And I'll let's see, and I'm gonna put me in full screen so I can make sure I'm holding this up to the camera right. This is the morning stream fridge magnet. Fridge
1: magnet. Look, it's fridge like a little magnet. mug. It's got her heads popping out. A little Little uh, Scott, little Brian, yeah.
0: Little oh. place to put, oh, dropped it. But it's resilient. A uh, little place for me to put some magnets on the back here. I gotta figure out. Also, I gotta figure out the size. I was thinking when I was making this, it's like, oh, I'd like to make it about playing card size. Yeah. Um, I did kind of use that as a reference, and it's close, but like the, the handle. you know, the the handle kind of takes it out of that. So I think I might make it a little bit smaller for the for the shipping version, but um. um I think I might even make it so that it's small enough that there's just two two magnet holes in the back. But uh, there you go. There's a little me and a little Scott in the cup. Pretty the great. Right. What do you guys think that's, of that? That's the one with uh, hair and yeah. the one with, with knot. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So yes, you can, you can uh, buy it, you can paint it, or uh, we're figuring out uh, which level of patron is just going to get it automatically in their little their little uh shipment
1: yeah because we have let's see um
0: what's a what is the level that stuff gets shipped to them like your you know your art and stuff like and so that i'm
1: checking right now it looks yeah. like uh <laughs> okay it,
0: Bright thought the treats in the cup were cookies they could be that could be these could be two little pepperidge farm cookies in there like why a, not
1: yeah, yeah i'm fine with that i'm a good i could mm-hmm. be a good cookie um, all right, so basically anybody who gets uh, let's see, where is it? Digital Googies membership card. Okay, so anybody who is less blue avatar and higher—that's the name of the level. So we have it's deal blue we, Yeah, we have deal me in. Sorry, we have grade A, deal me in, grade A plus, less. Bl- I don't remember why we called it less blue. Avatar.
0: <laughs> less blue avatar is it? Is it named after somebody named Less? Like less, uh, less uh, Les
1: blue avatar? I have no idea why we did that. Anyway, level four. Sorry, Scott does math is what they wrote, uh, <laughs> or what I wrote. Let's see, uh, print-ish, Let's see everything. Uh, yeah, you know what? Let's say everything above less blue avatar and above, and you know who you are if you're at that level. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get it. That looks like everyone who gets shipped stuff. So cool. uh, so yeah, uh, if you want to get in there, great. And you should, because look how rad that is. That'd be on your fridge. It's a really, really rad thing. Yeah. Super rad thing. And my plan
0: is to do these on the regular. Not monthly, but um, fairly regularly little uh, little 3D print uh, designs that we can just put in the,
1: in the mail to you. Yeah, awesome, awesome deal. I love it. Yeah. Um, okay, let's do some news. I mean, look. Yeah. Everyone's at home, going, "What's going on in the world?" And we're just sitting here, not telling them. So now we're gonna. <laughs> Time for today's news, brought to you by.
0: Brought to you by Coverville today, uh, a band that I'm kind of surprised. In 1460 episodes, I've never, I've never covered. I've never done a true cover story for this band, and um, one of the lead singers, the co-lead singer Tommy Roland Shaw just turned 70 this week and i'm talking about the band sticks yes come sail away lady too much time on my hands renegade blue-collar man all those songs that they did um Doctor, you are doing I,
1: dr Roboto or
0: mr roboto mr roboto of yeah. course there's a cover of mr roboto <laughs> yeah. um there may not be one of lady because every cover i find of lady is lady just sounds like that. Um but uh yeah, no, covers of and by. Really it's going to be covers of Sticks and covers by Tommy Shaw because the dude since leaving Sticks or since the breakup of Sticks has put out some amazing covers some of which were in collaboration with uh Jack Blades from Night Ranger. The two of them developed a little member uh, a friendship a little uh, a little uh, collaboration membership kind of thing <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. uh they've been putting out uh some great music including an entire album of covers that are really really good so sticks oh yeah sweet madam blue Lorelei those are good mm, ones too those yep.
1: are good
0: yeah uh they say Yacht Rock well Luke Sightwalker hold on a sec. he's uh, too much I would I would say that uh they Come sail away and uh lady are yacht rock but Renegade Totally not yacht rock. Yeah, there's the,
1: there's some there. One of the there.
0: greatest rock songs of all time is uh, "Renegade."
1: I agree. Fight me.
0: Yeah. No, I agree.
1: It's like Barracuda. Oh,
0: mama! I can hear you oh, calling. You're so scared and all alone. <laughs> Hangman is coming down from the gallows, and I don't have
2: very long. <laughs>
0: Exactly. So there's that. So anyway, uh, uh, Coverville today, 1 p.m. Mountain Time, twitch.tv slash Coverville, and I will be playing some Marvel Snap. Uh, I've got a fun little, um, what am I playing? uh, It's a deck called Surfpunks Must Die, which has Silver Surfer X-23, and I need to destroy X-23 in order to get my Silver Surfer and Absorbing Man to their
1: full power. Yeah, of course. Of course. That's what you must do. He's not going to absorb by himself and become greater. No, that's silly. Absorbing man absorbing
0: by himself. Crazy.
1: What's this self-absorption bullshit I'm hearing? (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, here's your first story. The uh, Coast Guard. You know them. They keep our coasts (laughs) guarded. (laughs)
0: I'm familiar. Yeah. Yeah,
1: You've heard of their deal. Well, uh, they've arrested a man trying to run a giant hamster wheel across the Atlantic Ocean. Oh. Yeah. Yeah,
0: hamster wheel.
1: Okay, all right. I know it's a weird description. Why would not you
0: do a hamster ball? Because that seems like it'd be a lot easier. I well, would do the right. ball
1: personally. Maybe yeah. it's easier to steer or put on. Oh, maybe. Straight. Yeah, because then
0: you could put like little, uh, um, paddley things on the uh, each of the rungs of the hamster wheel.
1: Yeah, in theory, you got more more gusto there, but I don't know if. if in oh, this thing's actually pretty cool. Look at that. Oh, we got a photo. Hold on. Yeah. Let's see here. Oh yeah, look at that. That's pretty cool. That's a bit more. That's almost like that. Who is the a character in um, Twisted Metal. That's just a,
0: <laughs> this ju- Axel. Yeah, this Axel's just is that. his name. That's it.
1: <laughs> this is like real life Axel. That thing is. A yeah, kind of, that does look pretty cool.
0: That is pretty cool. I would. I would love going because then you. You know, you're caged in. You don't have to worry about sharks or anything. Look yeah. at that thing. It's pretty dang cool.
1: Yeah, that's pretty rad. Um, it says here, uh, try as you might, his name is Reza Baluchi. Cannot reach his destination without running afoul of the U.S. Coast Guard. The key problem is his vessel, a giant floating hamster wheel made of buoys and wire, self-propelled by Baluchi running inside. (laughs) Uh, Baluchi lives in Florida after being granted asylum from Iran, was taken to the uh, Coast Guard last week aboard the vessel, or his vessel, uh, following several days of back and forth with the authorities. Uh, Let's see, I'm going to skip ahead there. Uh, he told officers his destination was London, England, more than 4,000 miles away. He was asked for the vehicle's registration. He said it was registered in Florida, but he couldn't find the registration. <laughs> I didn't know you could do that. Like, register a weird boat yeah, that isn't a like, boat. Uh, can we license and registration, please? <laughs> I guess it makes sense. It just seems an odd thing to ask ask them. I, uh, um, anyway, way, that
0: kind of reminds me of something really quick. Uh, yeah.
1: Yesterday I went to uh,
0: uh, get my uh, nose waxed prior to my... You know, trip to uh, Las Vegas, got to sure. be able to breathe. Sure. And um, while I was waiting, there was a shift change at the WAC Center, and the woman coming in, the new receptionist coming in said, oh, I'm sorry, I'm a little bit late. My boyfriend and I bought a new Tesla, and I'm just trying to figure everything out. I can't understand how this thing works, and everything operates via the screen, but I can't even open the glove department.
1: Oh, no, the glove department. <laughs> the glove department. I love that. That's something man yeah, like, should oh. say. It's like four-year-olds. <laughs> That's what four year olds do. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> not not full grown adults. Um, all right, here's a fun story for you. Yeah. Unless you're the person who found these.
0: <laughs> it's really no, no fun for anyone, really.
1: No, I don't think this is all that fun. Family has discovered pennies inside their local McDonald's chicken nuggets. Ugh. Yep, bite into a nugget, find a penny. Uh,. Family game turned scary night when the uh, the people there found pennies inside a couple of local McDonald's chicken nuggets. Uh, Wintersville Police. Let's see, where is this? Trying to find out where Wintersville is. Can't tell. Uh, anyway, we're dispatched to this McDonald's at about 8 p.m. that night and took a statement from a customer about finding change slash pennies inside their chicken nugget. Uh, they found three pennies inside of their food. Uh, management was made aware of it. We've made the case on it. We're continuing to look into it. Management is also looking into it as well, says the Wintersville PD. Looks like um, Kentucky, by the way, is where this is. Okay, Wintersville, Kentucky. Oh, well,
0: no, I'm sorry. Jefferson County, Ohio. Is, well, the the page came up and pr- uh, promoted uh, Kentucky Board of Tourism. But, yeah, this is Jefferson County, Ohio.
1: Okay, so we're in Ohio now. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says, the lady says, when her family found the money, we looked at it. We looked at it and saw it, thought it was fine, but then when they broke it open, they could see this brown object inside of it Looked like a penny. I don't know why this is her voice. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, she says she returned mm. the meat to McDonald's where management was notified. Quote, this is no reflection on our local McDonald's. This appears to be manufacturing, she says. Yeah. Well, yeah, because...
0: Why did they break open? There's a, there's a little question mark, a, a little asterisk or something. Why are they breaking open the chicken nuggets before they eat them?
1: Uh, yeah, because she says oh, when we broke them open, as if that's normal procedure. Doesn't she? Yeah,
0: as opposed to just dipping and biting the damn thing. I, I mean, mean it's, you know, you I l- I'm, I'm little just because you've heard all these stories about somebody saying, "Oh, I found a mouse in my beer." Yeah, that was that was Bob and Doug McKenzie. I know, but still, yeah. Um. You know, you want uh, you know we want to make sure that this is on the up and up. So, I wonder if there's something they could do to test the penny to see if it went through the deep frying process. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, because you got to prove this stuff out before you Mm -hmm. lay claims like this. Uh, And McDonald's will probably demand something like that because you're not going to disrupt all your manufacturing and shipping and suddenly recall everything because one lady made a claim that you can't confirm. Right. So you're totally right about that. But I would think if you got the nugget and there were pennies embedded in it, you might have found Mm -hmm. one of the nuggets with like a ridge showing or something weird like that. Mm -hmm. And then you maybe break it up. But if she's just straight breaking them up, there's only two excuses for breaking up your nuggies. All right. Mm -hmm. Number one, you got a little kid in the family, a little baby kid who you got to like give a little piece to so they don't choke. That's possible. Yep. Could Could, be the thing. Could be. Number two, there is no number two. You don't break up your nuggets. (laughs) All right?
0: Right, exactly. Number you,
1: two, end of list. End of list. <laughs> end of line. All right? That's how it works. Yeah. Anyway, good luck to them uh, and their nugget coin problem.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Shoujo says, there were staples in my roll tacos. I'm never eating at Roberto's again. Weird thing. I went to uh, Staples, and there were <laughs> tacos in my reams of paper. Weird. So, I'm never going to Staples again yeah. either.
1: Nah, I can't. I can't be having my... <laughs> I can't have paper with tacos in it. I mean, come on. <laughs> that's right, exactly. Uh, staples, though. Let's talk about that for a second. What sure. were they using staples for that would have somehow migrated to your tacos? That sounds horrible. It does sound like, yeah, that's somebody just bringing in a stapler. And Yeah. Uh, and as a kid who used to put everything in his mouth, and I was about age eight or nine, mm-hmm. I put a staple in my mouth, mm-hmm. and it got lodged into the roof of my mouth.
4: Duh.
1: And they had oh to my take God. yeah they had to take me to the, the hospital to have some doctor yank it out. Oh, so that is uh, those are dangerous. So yeah, so if yeah. they're putting those in tacos, I can tell you firsthand that thing will those are bad. Shoot. I may have even gotten like a tetanus shot from it or something. Something I got you some kind of probably shot. would have had to. Yeah, that is
0: absolutely horrendous. Yeah,
1: I think that's the last time I did that because at seven I choked on babysitter money. Um. Baby my <laughs> Did dad
0: used different kinds of money than other people.
1: Well, my dad put <laughs> I just remember it was for the babysitter who was watching us. I'm like 7. It's one of my earliest okay. memories and he puts the money on the counter. Back then you could pay in quarters.
0: Yeah, right.
1: And it was probably a buck 50 in quarters. And I went over there and promptly put two of those quarters in my mouth and choked so bad. Oh jeez. They almost called 911, 911- you know, had an ambulance come because I wasn't horking the thing up. Finally coughed it up. But I think my final lesson was that staple i think that's what did it
0: yeah i was like Quit putting stuff in your mouth
1: scott yeah i was a I was weird that way as a kid i put everything in my mouth Jeez. and my kids were all different cart taylor would eat any kind of, if she saw a plant rubber real, didn't matter grab a leaf and start on <laughs> away on it when she was little <laughs> really? uh, nick, uh carter none of that nick okay. a, nick a mix of it it's like oh, this,
0: really so nick, nick uh got some of the the taylor a
1: little bit yeah but then he no, got know, hand, know, foot, mouth once or whatever that's called. The, the infection that like gets all sores in your mouth and all that stuff. Anyway, he got that at about age four or five or six or something. And that was the last he stopped doing it after that, too. So. Jeez. I don't know. It's life, man. You got to learn. You got to learn the hard way. And then you you try to do better yeah. next time. That's what yes. I say. Uh Do you see this alien corpse bullcrap in Mexico at all? No, no. Oh, Brian, you've been missing out. So check this out.
0: Apparently, I've uh, not been watching the right news.
1: Alien corpses shown to Congress, and this headline is super misleading because it's Mexican Congress. Not that it's a bad thing. I'm just saying they're trying to make it sound like we did it here. We didn't do it here. So thanks, independent.co.uk. Anyway, shown in the Mexican Congress as UFO expert forced to testify under oath, he claims... And if you'll have a, a peek at them pictures, there, Brian, he claims those are aliens, and uh, I know what they are, which is bullshit.
0: Uh, yes, exactly. I'm looking at them right now. It's, look at uh, these
1: stupid, yeah. stupid things. And there are people who are fully in on this. There are people who are totally buying it. Um, oh, stupid ad blocker! Hold on. I know. Oh, this um, one's horrendous, by the way. Oh, the Independent, co-UK, Jeez. Yeah, it's bad. Okay, there's a shot of it laying there. <laughs> um, somebody made really bad clay. They claim they're 2,000 years old. Yeah. They claim yeah. they have uh, x-ray evidence of the internals.
0: <laughs> they're like little, um, like you could just about see the little finger, the fingers that they used to shape the clay, almost oh, see the little fingerprints in the in the clay.
1: Yeah, this is like sixth grade bullshit, for yeah. real. Yeah yeah um they, these these x-rays they showed showed metal objects and eggs inside these things uh-huh <laughs> it's all bullcrap the whole thing complete garbage Did you find
0: any pennies inside was no pennies, pennies that i know of clay
1: ET? Yeah. no but there is some metal some metal objects so you're not far from that Yeah. okay um the the amount or the number of people i've seen on youtube tiktok and a couple other places who seem to genuinely believe this is oh, legit geez. is staggering to me now once yeah. again I think those weirdos always existed, but now they have platforms.
0: Now, exactly. Ooh. Oh, I like that they have a little a humidity uh, monitor, a little humidity sensor in yep. the wooden, the giant wooden bassinet they've
1: created for yep. this. Uh... Yep. And these things are like what twelve-inch action figures. Basically, they're yeah. small. Yeah. Give me yeah. a break. These are my not. I
0: like it's got like this long head, little tiny face at the end. Yeah. Oh my gosh! It's,
1: it's just, it's just. Uh, as soon as I saw it, I went. Really? And then I heard it was like under oath in a in a another country's, you know, highest yeah. levels of whatever, and I'm like, what are we doing? <laughs> Who over there went, Oh, get him in here. We gotta see we yeah. gotta do this. Gosh dang it, man. I could have made wow. the hair. I got some plasticine right yeah. over here. You oh, know what yeah. you know what's a better model? This two-man guy. This two this this What's <laughs> his name? Spray that
0: with little uh A little uh, brown and uh, put it in a little uh, hand-carved wood whisper bassinet and you're all set.
1: Such, such horseshit. I don't know who actually benefits from this, though. If it's just a big, long con troll move or is somebody, is there money on the line? Is it just to rile people up? I don't know why you would do it and be so Mm. fake. Yeah. but Whatever. Uh, Brian, you're Jeez. still going to Vegas, but uh, despite all of uh, the efforts MGM's trying to make, and I'm really glad you're not one of their properties. I am uh, so glad we're not staying at MGM. Yeah, no yeah. kidding. Um, they're still down, although this morning I hear, there may I be hear an
0: three-fifths of the uh, the fake Spice Girls we're going to see are uh, are non-operational. So it's just going to be the the fake baby and the fake sporty. Oh, good. Thank
1: goodness, because yeah. that really gives me relief. Yeah. Um, I'm going to see if it's changed. I don't think there's been an update this morning. Uh... Yeah, they're still dang, still down. Um, That's
0: tough. Like once they've got a little tunnel into your firewall, um, it's hard to get rid of it without just doing a complete wipe and reinstall kind of thing. I mean, I know it's yeah. it's a lot more complicated than a, than a. Well, I'm just gonna erase my hard drive and reinstall windows kind of thing but yeah especially when you got something yeah yeah
1: and you got you got Vegas uh, half you own half or more of the strip on Vegas pretty much yeah you own stuff on the Atlantic City side of things you own stuff down in Biloxi like MGM resorts are all over the effing place and they're all tied into the same system and here's the worst part Brian Mm -hmm. this wasn't some genius programming hack this was somebody who got on LinkedIn found someone who worked at MGM resorts in some position of of relative note not high management but somebody in there then they call MGM one of the MGM places and say they can't find their their access to anything can i please get that and the lady yeah. on the phone there had access to whatever that was oh, that's how, how they got like, it it's pure manipulation wow. of dumb people
0: that's it it's so you know it, boy, heists in movies are so, like, they really lead you to believe that things are way more secure than they really are. It's like, um, hi, uh, I, I yeah, I could you turn off the security system for a little bit so I can uh, get in and retrieve my password for my players club reward? Oh, sure, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> let yeah. me know, alright, I've got our security system shut down, let me know when you're done.
1: Yeah, it's crazy, right? It's just yeah. insane to me how, how the photos, like I saw a photo, an aerial photo, because you know, in the in the in the uh, Luxor, you can go way up toward the tip, in one of your yeah. rooms up high, and you can kind of lean down and them. see the entire base of that thing. And there yeah. was a thousand people in a line, and turnstiles just wrapped around the casino inside and outside, just getting people checked in, checked out. Oh my god! They had to manually wow. do. it. They have to manually do everything. So the fact Jeez. that you're going to the plaza is like. A godsend dude exactly nobody like they're a one and done
0: like they are a one horse uh, company you can't you can't get into the plaza and then get access to 18 other other uh, resorts <laughs> I don't think anyone's gonna touch
4: it
1: yeah like, exactly why yeah. would you oh, this is, I mean and and there's no way even if it's like suddenly this morning they go we've solved it everything's back to normal it won't be for a while I it's gonna take trust a while it. yeah because yeah. you're gonna have to it's just nothing that at that scale is that easy yeah, um, But these guys are already in trouble because of those 20, was it 10 million, whatever it was, um, patron info that was leaked in 2020. I don't oh, know. really? I don't know if oh, you were part yes, of that. Oh, yes,
0: right, right, right. Yeah, I probably was. But again, all they, you know, the worst thing they could do is probably add to my player's club account because there's so little in there that
1: they're not going to be able to get much out of it. Did they not have, I wonder if they had car credit cards and all that crap. I don't know if any of that was involved or not.
0: But. None of that's... Stored, I don't store that stuff in in um, in those accounts. There's a couple places online where, you know, where oh, save my credit card for future purchase. I mean, I guess, I guess, just using a credit card with M Life would do it. Even if you don't yeah. store it in there, they probably have record of it. But yeah, because
1: yeah. they have transactional records. I don't know if that keeps true. Uh, yeah, certainly all that stuff certainly could. But you would have been if you were a part of an yeah. You I would, would have heard. I know. Right. For sure. Because It's yeah. been, I mean, that's three years ago, yeah. Um, all right, let's see, we got we got this one here. Uh, oh no, that was our last story. That, that was, was our, our last, last one. Story. I thought I had another story. Why did I think I had another yeah, story?
0: So, so here's where, here's where I guess we'll find out if things are working because you know, like I said, we do have the, the tickets to the uh Spice Girls tribute concert, and um, <laughs> uh, that is at the Luxor. I got to double check that, but maybe it might be at Excalibur.
1: Oh, but, the uh, lines there look bad, too. They had lines all through Yeah, I mean,
0: whatever it is, it's going to be bad because it's all MGM. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like, we'll need to go there to do our ticket, you know, get through the ticketing thing. And if that's not automated and working, then, yeah, I guess I print out. I think that's a smart thing. Instead of using digital where they have to scan it, I think I'll print tickets, although they still have to scan it. It's, it's still a QR code on their side.
1: Yeah, they still they still have to yeah. manually feed you through to the to the yeah. venue but maybe yeah. they'll have that i mean we're talking how many days they got they have a few days to get this fixed. four
0: days five days yeah, yeah and
1: they've already been at it for three so if i had to guess your some solution is in place by monday tuesday uh, <laughs> i would yeah. hope so and yeah. for some there's something going on with the big dome thing the big projection dome with darren aronofsky i guess he's he's showing because uh, i didn't know this but in inside of that ball that new big ball yeah, the msg sphere is yep. the world's largest projectable film screen oh uh, really so be- they
0: in addition to like the 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 monitors like the lc or led or whatever they are screens inside they actually can do projection as well
1: on in on the inside so like for okay. you could, you could hmm. have films there or big events or whatever he's so Aronofsky is doing some demo there to okay. show that off and it's also the first time anyone's been inside or seen the inside so it's like some big deal i don't know if you're yeah. even going to get to go near that but that would be the coolest thing to see
0: oh yeah no i don't see we we're going to we're going to go and watch it for a while we we're figured out like where we're going to be able to watch it but we're not going to um uh we're not going to there's no way to get in there yet cuz it's uh, it's still under construction as far as I know.
1: Sure. It says here uh, yeah. so here's the official info. Director at Darren Aronofsky teases MSG Sphere's first immersive experience with an exclusive inside look. Uh let's see, the paying attention it's a Oscar nominated director Aronofsky posted the exclusive first look of a video made inside of his or inside the sphere mm. on his Instagram. Mm. Um Let's see, Tuesday's video shows the breathtaking view of the 160,000 square foot display pane that will be used for immersive experiences. So this is an indoor part of it. So you think that outdoor screen's cool? Yeah. When do you get in there and look at the inside bullshit? Oh yeah. Going no, on. there
0: if you haven't seen it yet, there's um somebody did a video walkthrough with uh, Bono on the Edge um and showed the inside and talked about what like they did renderings of what things are going to look like so now you can actually see apparently this uh aronofsky thing see it in actual uh oh my uh, gosh look at that thing is that real
1: okay there's video
0: give me a link Give me uh, a
1: link. giving you a link hold on here linky linky uh oh it's just on it's in the it's in the news story link. i'll give it to you anyway oh okay I'll i didn't realize it till just now <laughs> oh it's um, in the msn oh yeah no. that msn like oh really okay. yeah I'll scroll down a bit and you'll see a uh, Aronofsky's video, but this is hard to see. It's a it's a vertical video, so it's a little hard to get a wide shot oh, on this. Yeah, but okay. it is. that screen goes from the edges of the it's it's edge to edge. Wow. That's just crazy.
0: That is crazy. Like it's almost 360 degrees, and oh my god, look we, at that thing. We gotta go into that, dude. Yeah, that's where TMS Vegas.
1: We'll uh, <laughs> we'll do our live show. Uh, the, uh, the, um, Mario Kart tournament on that screen. Oh my lord.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Done. That's really cool. Uh, wow.
1: And very expensive. Anyway, hopefully they make their money yeah. back. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, my sister Wendy will be here. we got a little bit of a follow-up from uh, a recent well, experience yeah, that we did here on the show. So we're going to address that all after this song. What do you got?
0: Uh, you know, it's it's not very often that I do songs with uh, lyrics in a foreign language for Indy in the Middle, but dang it, this thing is so cool, I had to. It's got such a cool, like, New Wave vibe to it. And it's a band called Bratty, B-R-A-T-T-Y. The uh, New Wave-leaning pop track is the latest single from their Trace, TR3S, which comes out November 3rd, November Trace, via Universal Music Mexico. This is uh, the brand-new single of it. Uh, It's being described as bedroom pop, um, and it's really, really good. Here's Bratty and Ya No Es Lo Mismo.
1: This episode of The Morning Stream is brought to you by Scent Air. It's the luxury home fragrance trusted by pros. Why don't you go to ScentAir.com and use the promo code STREAM to get an extra 25% off your order. Scent Air diffusers are sleek and fill your space with vivid fragrance for up to 300 hours. Boy, my office could use this. The Scent Air app lets you schedule your fragrance and control your intensity right from your phone. All of Scent Air's more than 60 fragrances are phthalate-free cruelty-free, safe for families, and EcoValda certified sustainable. Have a room that needs a little extra Scent attention. Well, Scent Air is here for you once again. Try the luxury home fragrance trusted by pros everywhere by going to ScentAir.com and using the promo code STREAM. And that's S-T-R-E-A-M for up to 25% off your order. To make exciting desserts on a budget, start with Jell-O brand gelatin, like jam the wit of Albuquerque.
2: Oh, finally, starting to grow mushrooms out my ass.
4: There's an image.
1: And we're returned. Uh, sure. I, need, I need backup info on I'll that I'll tell
0: song. you again just to make sure it, it, it comes through clearly. Okay. That is the band Braddy from their upcoming album, Trace, uh, with the song Ya No Es Lo Mismo.
1: Uh, and what language is that again?
0: I don't know what she's saying. Spanish. Spanish.
1: I don't know what she's saying, but boy, is it cool. Sounds cool. Yeah. I, th- I think. I don't know. What do I know about yeah, these know. things? What do you know? I don't know nothing. I know Wendy's coming in, though, so let's get her in and uh, get that going. It's been a week, so let's talk to her again. Boy, has it. boy yeah. has it been a week. Boy, has it been one of those weeks. All right, here we go. Where's her thing?
2: I'll explain the situation to Wendy. Don't worry.
1: Oh, uh, look who it is. It's Wendy Dunford, my sister, uh, who lives in Minnesota now, but boy, you can just feel her everywhere, you know, just... Her influence far, wow, far and wide. Your influence, <laughs> you can, that's you totally horrifying. can. Yes, <laughs> well, you know, people. We get emails all the time. Wendy changed my life. Wendy did this, oh, Wendy did that. Oh, It's so sweet. I got one yesterday. Yeah. It says, listen to what she says, and how could you ever chase her with a hot soldering iron? I actually yeah, got an email how? about that. Wow, yeah. it's hard to believe. It's, it's a protect shock. Protects me at
3: all costs. Yeah, both.
1: yeah. Save, save the Wendy. Save the world.
3: Save Wendy from her brother. That's right. Um I should say though, I appreciate now the level of like the good-natured level of torture you put me through (laughs)
1: Mm -hmm.
3: because I just it's hard to get my goat I don't have a goat (laughs) yeah your goats your goat is
1: sufficiently uh, your goat is freaked out your goat does not want anything else
3: in fact I have noticed something when people are teasy with me yeah I am I like them more I think they like me more it's like it's kind of a problem like oh do you really hate me? Oh shoot! I thought we were friends because <laughs> you were teasing me. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. A good, a good tease well, can go well the other either way, right? Sometimes either direction,
3: just, and you wonder why it's happening. But I'm like, oh, that's the love language in my house. Growing up, yeah, so.
1: that's that's how it worked. Everyone everyone liked everybody growing up, but we sure teased each other a lot. Anyway, <laughs>
4: well,
1: it's good yeah. to have you here. We're gonna. So today's a little different, and um, you know, for those new to this segment, Wendy's a actual therapist, and we did a thing, a run of. I don't know what it was, three or four three, episodes? Three-episode story arc. That's right. Yep. And uh, it was all about roommate in your head and all this ah. stuff. And um, we got kind of a follow-up on that, but it also, I think, put into perspective what I think some people going through that process may have felt at the end of it, like it just didn't go far enough for them. Um, anyway, well, I'll read it and it'll make sense and and we can try to parse this out. So we got one from someone we'll call B. Uh, And B says, I've never had a support system of my friends or family. As I grow older, I wish I did more and more. Every interaction with someone in my peer group is lousy, with an inner voice warning me that everything I have ever done to connect with someone has failed because I'm flawed, broken, and unlikable. I've been engaging with the voice more and more, or sorry, I've been engaging with that that voice for more than a decade. I talk to it and try to manage it, speaking of his, his internal roommate. Uh, in the same way Wendy describes, and that helps, but the situation doesn't change. So it's a cycle of maintenance, reassuring the voice that even if I'm fairly unlikable, other people are too, and I should just be myself and keep trying. Thanks for the show. B. Um, yeah, I wondered about this. It's like it's like anything really. If you say to somebody, "Oh, my bursitis went away when I walked upstairs twice a day," and you go, <laughs> and then you go try it, and your bursitis goes nowhere. Or it worked for for a second, but it wasn't enough because like you've always said on here, at least I think I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but you know, everybody's different. There is no standard single bandaid for, for any of this any more than there's a single bandaid for cuts and bruises, right? Like Mm -hmm. variety and, and you need more help and they need less help. And we're catering the need that you have, you know, we have to cater our care for you and that sort of thing. Um, so it seems like it would be an interesting thing to visit and just maybe go further on how people like B can uh can more either more more better internalize this stuff more better. See what I did. No. I um, Yeah. So what, uh, what do you, what do yeah. you think? It's called well, no. no better. Yeah, the mo, better. mo better. Sorry.
3: I really appreciate them writing in. That's it it's a really helpful perspective because I think um especially when Something co- seems to go easily for someone else or mm-hmm. or maybe feels like everyone else, like everyone else knows how to do this. I feel that way sometimes about dressing myself. Like, how, who, who took a class and like knows how to do this <laughs> at every stage of life through decades of changing fashion? Like, I yeah. don't like it and I'm not good at it. And when I look around and see people good at it, I'm like, what? how'd you do that? You know, it just yes. feels like it's a it's a skill, it's an ability someone else has, and then maybe everyone has it. And then, you know, you go to a certain place and you're like, nah, nobody knows how to dress. (laughs) So that helps. Um, but that's, that's like a really common feeling of, um, that people can have when they maybe feel lonely. Now I'm telling you right now, this is so ubiquitous. I will talk to people who you would assume had a million friends and connections and support, surrounded by family and loved ones and you're like oh yeah and they feel totally lonely or feel disconnected or feel something right so again we don't know the real story behind anybody um which is why we really just should just choose niceness every time Mm -hmm. uh, because we don't know but what this person's describing is that sort of i have this experience as i try to connect i know i want to connect i i have interest in being closer to other people than I currently am. And when I do it, there's a particular thing that happens. And, and that is what makes us all very much the same is that for someone who connects easily with others and just, this is not the thorn in their side, right? We talked about thorns in the last couple Mm -hmm. episodes ago. Mm -hmm. Um, That's not their thorn. Then um, you might be watching them and just like can't hardly believe it. Well, I'm gonna tell you right now, they don't have a voice in their head telling them they're gonna screw this up. But if they have a voice in their head telling them they're gonna do something else some other place. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be somewhere different, right? Mm-hmm. But I think that that as humans, we look at each other as models and guides for like how things operate. And so when you're watching it happen easily for someone else, there is a fundamental difference, maybe that's happening. It also could be that they're faking it. Or they do have that voice and they're overriding that voice. Like, it's, we don't know, right? Unless we really stop and check with everyone what's going on. Um, So, for example, so Brian, tell Mm -hmm. me, I'm gonna ask you to to help illustrate this for a minute. Sure. Okay. You're a very nice, friendly, social guy. You go talk to bartenders randomly. We know this about you.
4: I do, yes. Yeah.
3: Okay. Do you have any uh, sort of inner roommate or inner voice sort of? telling you to hedge your bets when you're interacting with people? Like, is there any noise going on in there when you're socializing?
0: Um, hedge my bets. How like, you know, to, to protect myself basically from getting Mm -hmm. hurt kind of thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, not really. I, I, uh, I feel like I probably, I probably run that risk without any sort of safety net, just putting myself out there. I mean, um, I don't think I share anything that, uh, that could come back as something that, that, you know, they could use to, to hurt me. Like, oh, you know, you really like the Spice Girls? God, what a whack job you are. Yeah, I'm that,
3: super uh, vulnerable in these moments. I don't,
0: I don't make myself yeah. super vulnerable, but I feel okay. like I do share enough stuff that it's like, a I I go right up to that, that, um, That fence or that wall or something that's, that still gives a lot of myself to the other person, but doesn't give them enough to where they can bend it and point it back against me kind of thing.
3: Got it. And there's no, but there's no soundtrack in there.
0: No, 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 no roommate in my head that's no. saying, oh, don't tell them about that, Brian. Don't tell, don't mention that. Oh, it's going to yeah. be trouble kind of thing. Mm-hmm.
3: Or they're not going to like you if you just strike up a conversation with them or, you know, yeah, nothing care. like that. You don't yeah. have any of that going on. Okay. So uh, I want the, uh, I want the emailer to hear that, right? Here yeah. is Brian. As we all know, we all want Brian's inner world,
0: right? <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is like, yeah, it get the, the smurfs running singing <laughs> 24 hours a day.
3: You're Emmett la, 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 la. on the Lego yeah. movie. There's yeah, just nothing right. happening in there. Yeah, no, that's. <laughs> well, that that.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, but in this context, like, they're really, it, it's very peaceful in Brian's yeah. inner world. Yes, exactly. And this emailer does not have that experience. There is literally a voice. Now, imagine, Brian, if I was behind you mm-hmm. or yeah. you had, ooh, I know you had like a thing in your ear and I was in another yeah, room like with a, a microphone. Little,
4: okay. right, right, Yeah, right. and I was
3: like, Okay Brian, you got to really think hard about what you're about to say cuz this could go really badly and then people won't love you. <laughs> right? <laughs> or you might get rejected so hard right now, you know, like imagine how that would mess your mojo, right? The fear, how difficult the fear that really
2: would
0: be. is is not it's less it's more about um, less about somebody being mad at me and some and me ruining somebody's day. Saying something that just that they take with them past <laughs> our interaction and <laughs> Okay. Like I was thinking about this today is that, that I, you know, through this show and through whatever I do, I, I try to radiate positivity and, and, uh, uh, it's my own way of saying, well, wow, the world sucks and no one's ever going to have the authority to say, all right, everybody stop sucking. You just have to kind of like stop sucking yourself. Let me rephrase that. You just have to start being a positive influence yourself and <laughs> hope that it rubs off on other oh, rubs off on other people. Maybe not the right way either, but, um, it's going great. But uh, you doing
3: find like, Brian. no one's thinking these things. I don't know. I what know. You're well, saying. not until
0: I draw attention to them. But uh, like, if I get somebody in my lift in my in my car as I'm ride sharing, and uh, um, just saying, "Hey, how you doing today?" And they're like, "Okay." I'm like, "Oh, well, that wasn't very believable." We have eight minutes till I get you to the coffee bean and tea leaf emporium. Tell me what's going on. And uh, like, it's me joking around with them and trying to just brighten their days so that they go off and maybe radiate a little bit of that themselves. Cause I feel like, uh, just like any radiation, the more you transfer it to anybody, the, the more it dissipates over time. So you have to create, you have to make people create their own radiation. (laughs) Mm. So I'm, I'm radiating that to somebody else and hoping to create their own little uh, chemical reaction for themselves so that they can kind of radiate out to other people and hopefully, you know, make a little small community, a better place.
3: I also, the emailer to hear that Brian gives himself a job every time he interacts I, with people. And I
0: don't even think that I'm doing <laughs> it. Like, I, it didn't dawn on me that I was doing it until today. And, like, I was thinking to myself, you know, what if I just, instead of lifting, started doing the streaming thing more um, and doing that daily at the times that I would normally be lifting? And it's like, no, I kind of like this, you know. Uh, oh, seeing if I can brighten a stranger's day, kind of thing.
3: Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, okay, right. so so I'm not really the
0: nice guy that I make myself sound. You're sound, using you are
3: an emotional vampire. We got it. Yes, um, exactly. okay. So this person is like having really opposite thoughts, or right, and so you can imagine if you had the the thoughts that Brian has about people mm-hmm. that you know you have a purpose with people. You have like there's there's a connection you're making, you probably get energy from that. There's lots of good things happening there. Mm -hmm. So it's just easy to be your friend. It's easy to connect with you because you're doing a lot of the heavy lifting of a social interaction and it's not heavy lifting for you. Mm -hmm. It's just connection, right? Which is great. And for other people might be looking around going, oh man, everyone's got this ability. And really it might just be Brian, but there's a (laughs) few people out there, right? But most people find small talk hard. Most people Mm -hmm. have you know, a varying degree of their interest, interest in other people or not, right? Like everyone's on different spectrums here, but I hear this and I hear that something happened to you, something maybe, you know, underneath happened for a long time. It could be a one-time thing. I don't know. Was something happened to this email or that, that ha- there's that voice protecting them from getting too close to anyone. Yeah, exactly. Mm, And it may be the most obvious thing is usually not the main thing. Sometimes it is. And this this is my experience when I work with somebody is I'll ask those questions like, okay, so, you know, does this relate to anything you've been through before? And they'll have like the story, they'll either say like, no, not really. Or they'll say, oh, well, one time and it kind of hits. And then I can keep directing them a little. And eventually we find a story that they haven't thought about in years that, I mean, it's so on the nose. You're like, Oh, you never thought of that. And it's because that's not how our brains work. They don't hold up that. Here's the really obvious reason I have this trauma. Sometimes they will be ignore
0: it or whatever. Yeah.
3: Mm -hmm. But especially these social ones, these social Mm -hmm. ones tend to be cumulative over a lifespan um, you have people react to you a certain way. that feedback loop starts to build the stories inside of you of how the world thinks of you or treats you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that whole dynamic, this is why you know bullying or you know treating anyone as an other is so painful and difficult because they start to build a script and that roommate gets going about who I am and who wants to be with me and who wants to talk to me or not. And then we start sort of acting in ways that unfortunately fulfill that same prophecy. So if we all take the microphone in our ear situation, we walk into a social situation and what were, what were the words exactly?
1: Oh, I'm going uh, to ruin says, this. I uh, tried uh, so, here we go. Um, situation doesn't change uh, reassuring voice uh, that even if I'm fairly unlikable, other people are too. I oh, know it says he that's says he, when he's trying to That's read when he's me. trying to. So where's the part of the beginning I guess? Every interaction yeah. I have with somebody is lousy. Oh, here it goes. With an inner voice warning me that everything I have ever done to connect with someone has failed because I'm flawed, broken, mm. and unlikable.
3: Yeah. Yes, there we go. Flawed, broken, and unlikable. You don't just feel that way or have it a roommate just say spontaneously those spontaneously
1: generate. No. Yeah. No. Is it, and it seems may- like it seems like this sort of thing is normal for one-on-ones that you've had and now you've got a record of. Like, for example, Uh when I go, I'll just use an example for my family. I have an extended family issue, let's call it that way, uh, on Kim's side of the family where anytime, and this isn't just me, anybody in the family, when they need to visit Kim's mom, they all go in going, oh, she's going to lecture me today. Oh, she's going to judge this. Oh, she's going to, but we all have that. Every one of us is sure how this interaction is going to go, and it's going to be judgmental and annoying, and it's going to suck. But we don't immediately go, "All right, now that's over with. I'm now going down the street to talk to the guy who's fixing my car. I expect him to be judgmental and condescending." You know, like, we don't carry it on to other people, especially strangers. Mm-hmm. We just mm-hmm. have these specific things. You know, like I know when I'm going to go see John that we're gonna we're all bracing for a Johnism to happen. <laughs> You know, whatever it may be, we just know it's probably going to happen. We don't know when, but it will. And everyone's got these dynamics with specific people. It seems Mm -hmm. like the problem is when you do it long enough or around it long enough that the script is, it's everyone, not just that person that you that you that you get all in bundles about. It's the other. It's anyone else you may have a perfectly pleasant time with, but you can't get over the template. It's you've applied it to everybody you're going to meet. I mean, that's the difference, and, right?
3: And I'm making a big leap here because I don't know the story, but that sounds like a very fundamental maybe parent wound, right? Yeah. That your interactions with your own with your initial caregivers can have an impact of feeling broken, unwanted, unlovable. Yeah, yeah. And if it's everyone around you, right? right. Like when right. it's one person and it's a one-off, that's usually just because it's a personality conflict, right? Right. But if everyone you believe thinks you're broken that's probably started pretty young and that usually means you know some kind of peer traumatic thing at a younger age or or a fundamental family sort of response to someone because again I mean we talked about this I mean maybe on and off for the last 12 years but you know the mirror that is held up to a child is the face of a parent the face of caregivers the face of teachers the face of other students in school or whatever and that reflects back to you how you are, even though that person has their own issue, that person has their own agenda, that person has their own problems, and and that their inability to sort of show love or connection isn't all just a one-way street. But it can really feel like you're broken mm-hmm. because why are they treating me this way? So I hear all this, and I, I mean, number one, I have a really, you know, Pithy, Aunt Pithy, Aunt Pithy, Pithy answer.
1: I'm going to start calling you Aunt Piffy. Aunt Pithy. Pithy, yeah, just for Sounds fun. So weird.
3: <laughs> anyway, uh, answer to what to do next, but I think um, I would say, at its core, sort of figuring out how to, and and this is why therapy. And again, I'm you know telling everyone go to therapy. Um, is that you're practicing a relationship with a person, right? Like, I have a relationship with every one of my clients. I have mm-hmm. particular roles. There's boundaries. It's one hour a week. It's nothing more than that. But it is specific. In that specific microcosm, we practice relationship, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, pa- we practice me being safe, them being more vulnerable. It's it's the one time it doesn't go both ways, though. And that's where it's really powerful. Because if it has to go both ways, you people are going to have to listen to what's going on in my life, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And it's boring or it's, (laughs) it's, then you're like, I don't know if I trust her after hearing that, you know, like it, it's, it, it complicates things. And that's all human relationships are two people not being therapists with each other. (laughs) Um, and that count, that balance that you would normally require in real life, you get to practice in an imbalanced situation, which allows people to heal from some of this stuff that has occurred, right? They don't need to worry about the therapist's feelings. Mm. And yet people still do. And sometimes therapists are stupid, I get it. But like, there's also just as this amazing little practice that can happen there. So I would really highly recommend that Mm. and highly recommend getting some practice with a person to work on these deep seated feelings of brokenness or unlikability because they are, you weren't born like that. That wasn't, that's not you, you are not broken. Sure, But something has happened and some messages have gotten through that are not okay and not true. But man, your system has built a bunch of walls around that. Mm -hmm. And the hard thing, and this is where loneliness really kicks in for people, is that what you think between your two ears on your own can get real toxic real fast and it needs to be processed, right? right? So what is the difference between, okay, here's me this morning. I'm walking my dog my, my one kid is playing football and there's another kid in the neighborhood who he plays football and the mom is outside and (laughs) so classic me. You guys, honestly, sometimes I think I need to get checked. (laughs) Uh, anyway, they were chatting for just a second and it turns out like, uh, Elliot's position, he was tight end. He was doing really well. And all of a sudden the coach's kid is his ankle is healed and he's back to playing and now he's tight end.
1: <laughs> mm, one of those deals, so, eh? Yeah,
3: 100. One of those deals. And and Elliot comes home from school and tells us, he goes, Oh, there's some news. He goes, Some kids are thinking like it's nepotism and just like that. And he's like, You know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking it just feels great to still be a starter. So now I'm a right guard. And, blah, blah, blah. and I was like, Are you? Is this real Jeez, or fake? I can't Elliot,
1: tell. <laughs> he is such a not, he's what an old soul in that. He
3: is yeah, like, no I want to play football, but he's not competitive, which I don't understand why those two things are happening. Right. But anyway, yeah. right. So I'm surprised.
1: Honestly, that is—it's the kind of kid I can tell people this without any hesitation. He's the kind of kid that if he sees you get hurt or you are in need, he'll be the first one to rush over and do it. So I will not be surprised that during a regular season game this year, (laughs) if somebody on the other team. Doesn't get helped by your kid and maybe even loses the game as a result because that's the kind of kid he is. I don't I know. know why he's
3: playing football. He's got no I'm blood. I'm telling you right now, he doesn't he doesn't even like any of the other players. He's like, they're <laughs> just not good people, mom. And I'm like, okay. Oh my I mean, there's a few that are wow. nice. Yeah. But here's the thing. This already happened. But they didn't lose the game. This already happened. The football gets like thrown way out of bounds. Elliot runs and gets it. And gives it to the ref. And the ref instead goes, instead
0: of like a ball boy or something like that, he's yeah. like, let me, get, let me get that for you. It's like oh, halfway God.
3: across the track. It's not close. And he runs and gets it. And the ref is like, what are you doing? And he yeah. goes, I was just helping. And the guy's like, please don't do that again. And he's like, okay. <laughs> wow. It's really funny. Anyway, wow. he's he's adorable. We all love him. He's great. Whatever. He's gonna, I want him to be president. That's what I want. I There's no love one that. more honest. Which means he'll never be president. No one, uh,
1: yeah, nobody like that ever becomes president. We're, no, no still. one
3: on us has a Forget shot, it. and he would never make it. But anyway, so I'm talking to this mom, and you can see her kid hardly plays, and you can see her so angry about this development. No, yeah. and and she's just got the like Minnesota mom like sound.
4: <laughs>
3: and here's me. I am smiling. I'm doing the nice happy thing, and I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Like okay. You know, I'm trying to like walk away. And this is where I, where I think I need to be checked, but here's where I'm no different. Everyone does something similar, right? We either have an internalizing of it or an externalizing. And I'm just giving you the example of how I externalize and it's really helpful. And that is she leaves all like, and I immediately pretend I'm talking to my dog, but I immediately t- say things out loud. So I say, Wow. I am not like her. She's not like me. Or that is the weirdest lady. Or, uh, or I'll say like, and it can be me doing something really embarrassing or whatever. I will like, it's like, I'm talking to someone next to me going like, Oh my gosh, I'm such an idiot. Did you see that? You know,
4: mm, yeah. but I'm
3: talking to myself, everyone. I am going to be a crazy lady in a store. <laughs> it's, it's the plan. But here's why. And then, And maybe I'm just trying to make myself feel better here. But here is what I think I'm doing and what I think often is happening just inside someone's head is they are seeing their oddness. I'm odd in that interaction. I am not a football mom lady. I'm not doing it right. Like I should be mad at that coach or, and I don't care, right, you know, but right. like I can tell I'm weird. I'm the weird one in this interaction. But of course I think she's actually weird. But <laughs> um, I'm the weird one. And what do I do? Do I think of that as a bad thing or a negative thing? right? I think of it as a funny thing. Mm. And I, and one of the ways I do that is I talk out loud. It's like, I'm, it's like calling a buddy to say, can you believe this thing just happened? Right. I'm just doing it by myself, <laughs>
1: -hmm. I do that sometimes. Um, I thought that was a really weird thing I would never admit, but now I feel better because you're saying you do it. I do this all the time.
3: I think it's healthy, except for when you get caught in a public place doing it.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're just it's like a it's like a a pressure release valve.
3: It is. It is. It's like and and that same impulse we have with other people, right? Mm -hmm. But here's what happens when you don't let that out. Where does it go? Like I'm, I'm such an idiot. Mm -hmm. Say it's the Mm -hmm. same words. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, can you believe I just did that?
0: That's hilarious. Uh, yeah, and, it, and all of a sudden, because you're not saying it out loud, it probably takes on more, like you start mm-hmm. to believe it, even though mm-hmm. out loud you'd probably say it jokingly. I had right. this almost Tourette's-like
1: Turrette's, thing where when I used to, when I was playing basketball, um, you know, just pick up ball with people uh, back in my 20s and 30s, I had this thing where I could not, and I couldn't control it, honestly. If I screwed up, if I took a three-point shot or a far away shot and it missed, you know, banged out of the rim, I would go Scott like that. <laughs> and I do it now. I do it now with like certain <laughs> video games or any, any, but it was back when there's any kind of sports at all. I would yell my name when yeah. I would screw uh-huh. something up and it wasn't to anyone else, to any of the other players. It was all in my own head to yell my own name and I did it anyway. And it felt not Tourette's, but kind of uncontroll. It felt uncontrollable. Yeah. To the point that it it just became what I did, and to this day, I don't have, I don't have, I don't think I have the wherewithal to hold that in if I was doing any kind of competitive anything, (laughs) like you know, playing cornhole or something, throwing a bag Mm -hmm. toward the thing. Mm -hmm. If I miss, by barely missing it, I'll go Scott like that.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This is genetic. I was thinking I was just kind of weird, but I am remembering now your whole life doing that. Yeah, like I know you yelled your own name.
1: (laughs) Yeah, all the time. Okay,
3: but here's here's the point of it, guys. It's not just we want to brag about how we embarrass ourselves in public. Is that there is an externalization that can be really helpful, right? That, like, okay, instead of internally screaming, Scott, you're a moron. Instead, you yell Scott out loud. Yeah. And then no one else actually yells at you because you've already done it, right? Like, right. you've protected yourself. It, it is kind of, it others. is it
1: is like a like a hardcore form of self-effacing, effacing, right?
3: It's yeah. Like, like, real loud, real quick. And no one's going to go, Scott, you idiot. You missed that shot because you right, already just right. yelled at Scott. Yeah. Uh, versus that quiet, internalized version where you just let it rattle around in your head. Hmm. Now, This is what I want everyone to do is go start talking to yourself in public. Like this is the answer to mental health. No, it's that. (laughs) Ask yourself this question. How often are your mistakes? Because that's really what we're talking about. How often are your mistakes or your social faux pas or whatever dumb thing you've done internalized as I'm a bad person versus externalized, right? Like one of my favorite things to do is call a friend and say, I did this terrible thing and then they have a story that's even better about how more terrible they are. It's the best feeling in the world. <laughs> like trying right? to out-terrible each other. Yeah. Yeah, like I'm a bad mom. Oh, you're a bad mom. Let me show you. Oh, you yeah. nothing you're just, on
0: me. Woo,
3: it's so helpful because not only is it externalized and it can be validated, right? And so there I, I'm talking, you know, we're talking to someone who maybe doesn't have that resource. They don't have someone they run to and call and say, "Look, look at the silly thing I did." Because at some stage in your life, shame was so thick around making a mistake that your system just internalized all of that and carries it around with everything you do. Mm-hmm. And then what happens in order to protect you, this these parts of you that need to warn you you're going to do something stupid, they preempt any good socializing. They preempt any good connection, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I can't walk up to the bartender and just be like, what's up? Because I mm-hmm. have 40 minutes of self-berating kinds of conversations right. are oh, already in my head. The bartender's
0: going to hate you. They talk to people like this all day. They hate when somebody just walks up and does this. They're going to like spit in your drink because they yeah. hate you doing the chit-chat with them yeah. so
1: much. You confess fester.
3: Right, yeah. Yeah. right. And so that is your like operating system, and the feeling is always like, why can't I connect with anyone? Yeah. Well, no one could connect with anyone if the whole time in their head a voice is screaming you're broken. Right. No one can. So that's why you need someone to help you with that. And I, they, you know, they didn't indicate if they've ever gotten that kind of help. I, I really hope they do, um, because there's some things from your past that probably can are connected to this that can need some attention and some healing, so that you can have different kinds of experiences when talking to people. Doesn't mean it's going to be easy initially, right? You're going to mm-hmm. have to practice. I'm sure, Brian. If we really comb through your history of communication with strangers, there's a few bad ones, right?
0: Nope. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nope. Okay. Right. Yes. Probably. Yes. All right. Yeah. There, there have been.
3: Right. <laughs> right. And so you have this, that that dynamic is true for all of us in just lots of different places. That's why I think we love when like someone famous or, you know, social media wise that sort of portray a perfect life or like, well, look at what I yeah. actually mistake I make because we, yeah. we don't, we don't get access to that as we don't see through any of Especially when it's you know all curated or something, right? Right. And so when you do see it, it's like, oh, it's normal. And I'm telling you, this this idea that you are having these voices in your head about a social situation is incredibly common. And where it's most common, I think it 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 feels like folks who just don't have a lot of exposure to have it break down too. So for example, talk to a Gen Zer about their phone call feelings like how do they feel about making a phone call
1: yeah it's weird mm-hmm. they just mm-hmm.
3: have no practice and so to rip yeah. on them or just be like these kids well, <laughs> when did they answer a home phone they yeah. have yeah. never yeah. answered a home phone yeah they don't have to-
1: that connection in fact if anything i'm seeing it start to go back that way because they're discovering like kid that's kids what we were bite. saying yesterday yeah yeah like, my kids at age uh tristan's age i think these kids are like well hold on why am I sending you a four-paragraph thing when I could just call you and you know? It'll
3: take right. two
0: minutes or take a minute just for me to get the answer. It's that almost I need like they reversed the saying
1: from "this meeting could be a text" to "this text could have been a meeting."
3: <laughs> could be a meeting,
1: kind of, yeah. yeah. Because it's, some
3: yeah. of that is the, that craving of social connection. I think I think we're seeing a pendulum, hopefully, yeah. swinging back a little because yeah. it. We got real isolated as uh, as a species. A little bit of a correction,
1: Um, maybe, right? Like a like. Yeah,
3: uh, yeah. yeah. uh I hope so. Yeah, and then here's the other thing, like finding some confidence in who you are, right? Like your nerdiness, your weirdness, your like there there should there can be a move towards pride in that. But part of that is learning to like yourself. If someone told you you weren't likable, you got to figure out why you like yourself. Because everyone's likable to some extent, right? There's something you, we like about ourselves. And a lot of people will just, you know, to protect themselves from ever feeling rejection or shame or some of these really hard emotions, they, they won't actually take any risks that it takes to get to know yourself or to like yourself, right? right. Or another voice pops in and is like, oh, you're just a copycat or, you know, whatever mm-hmm. all that going on in there, you have too many roommates is what I'm getting at. And so having someone help you sort through that is, is helpful. Yeah. So yeah. here's where my plith- plithy? Pithy. Pithy. <laughs> plithy. Yeah, plithy. Here's Why my pithy not? answer. Pithy. Pithy. <laughs> pithy. My pithy answers are read a book. And here are two books that I would recommend. Ooh, homework. Okay. All right. Give it to us. Yeah. So uh one is called Belonging, and it's the science of creating connection and bridging divides by Jeffrey Cohen. This is a this is a more scientific kind of dive in mm-hmm. to what connection is and and how to, you know, literally do some of the actionable things of connecting okay. um uh so that's maybe a little more that academic a little bit and then the other one is you will find your people by lane Moore. Maybe. and this is the how to make meaningful friendships as adults
1: so we've got belonging um, by jeffrey cohen you will find your people by lane Moore. just show people. lane Moore. got mm-hmm. it yep all right
3: and awesome. um The Lane Moore one is a little more like for everybody. And she's a comedian and a writer and a musician and, you know, basically writing about like how difficult uh, some things are to do when you're a grown up and finding, finding your people and making. Oh,
1: I know who this is. This is, uh, we've seen her in things. She's like, uh, yeah, I don't, I can't remember what though. Um,
3: She's written for the onion, the New Yorker. Yeah, and she's, she's been in funny. Some
1: tv stuff or maybe i follow her on twitter or no Facebook, uh, instagram or something i don't know i've not, yeah. i've seen this person i know i, I know i know this oh, person.
3: Okay. yeah <laughs> All right. so that's more of a fun a fun book version of this thing and this is maybe for people generally um I, you know as you get older you start to find things funny that you wouldn't find funny or you start to relate to old people in new ways like oh no i understand that now and you just didn't i hate I hate to admit that that's happening. Um, but my favorite joke, here's the joke that I just think is so stupid and funny. Uh-huh. Okay. And that is, you know, it's, it's like a meme, right? You got a picture of Jesus. Maybe I've told it on this this, this story or on the show before, but picture of Jesus with his disciples. And yes. it says, you know, no one's talking about the real miracle of a man in his 30s having 12 friends. <laughs> No, I think so you've told funny. that one of the show before. Oh, okay. That's great. Okay. That's good. It's so yeah. funny because it's super true. Like that, yeah. there's the real miracle. And also like, how'd you do it? Well, it got a little violent there. But you know, you like how <laughs> to make friends as, as a kid or as a kid is really a different ball game. Um, totally. <laughs> one last quick, one of my kids' stories. Seriously, it's new school year. Lots of weird things are happening. Also, we all know I'm raising Scott. Uh, yeah. in my youngest child and it is not going great. Um
1: You're you're raising about four versions of me in right? different children, Very but much. he he is the most prominently like my youthful eleven yeah. year old idiot weird self. Not not an idiot he in the He really
3: way. is. Yeah. Idiot is not a far cry. But anyway, he, <laughs> he decides the first day of school, middle school guys, middle school, right? Where you get beat up. He goes, he's like, I know what I want to wear. I don't know where he got a fedora, but he found one.
1: Sweet, <laughs> sweet. Brian, you and like this then. Brian loves a good fedora.
3: fluorescent green shorts yeah. and a maroon shirt that has a pizza pie <laughs> melting in the shape of pie, like a nerd pie. Oh, like, like a nerd the, number the pie. Number yeah, yeah, so it's yeah. a pizza pie. Get it? And then yeah. a red, I mean, nothing matches. Can I be clear? A red <laughs> Oxford unbuttoned, and he is so proud he is like, I trust myself. Yeah, And he, I said, how about yeah. the second day? You know what? Maybe yeah, like a yeah. week save in. a little bit,
0: save a little bit for day two. Yeah.
3: And he's like, absolutely not. It has to be the first day. I'm like, okay. And then he goes to school. I'm like, how was it? He's fine. And I'm like, what? Anyway, he's just, I don't know. He's a mystery. And then I asked him yesterday, I say, Hey, so are you making any f- new friends? I was like, a ton of new kids, like making any friends. And he goes, yeah. And then I goes, yeah, just kidding. I'm not. Uh, middle school boys are the weirdest.
4: <laughs>
1: wow! I
3: was like, "Said the kid who wore a fedora on day one." <laughs>
4: right?
1: Wow! I remember even feeling that way. He is really me. That kid.
3: I know it's except he's good at math. That's the only difference. Yeah, and
1: he loves math. I don't know why that that part got lost on me, but
3: but I'm telling you, this is the moment where friendship making starts to be hard, right? Like, yeah, awkward self awareness, like stinkiness all the oh. things start showing up and it just gets harder then you get to be college is probably the best time because everyone's ha- has time to hang out right and then after that you better have some nice coworkers because it's susan and you and that's it yeah you know yeah so if that person the person that is email does not mm-hmm. have co-workers and maybe works from home that's like a really common thing right it's really tricky and so Read some of these books, get some ideas, find a therapist, find someone who can help you with some of those internal things, because man, those are hard to kick just, and it sounds like some good ideas already of like trying to soothe that voice and work with it, you know, if maybe a little extra help will go a long way.
1: Yeah. Yep. Well, I'm. Uh, I want to hear back from B as well. Did any of us yeah, help you, B? Did you read these books? Did you do your homework? Uh, let us know, though. We would uh, love to hear back from you and uh, hope things improve on your end, Wendy. It's always good to talk to you. Realsteps.org is a place you can yes, go and check out. It um, is,
3: and we we are. It is November officially. Uh, Elena moved across the planet, and we had a. You know, we're back on track, though. Everyone is. Oh, good. And we have a lot of really fun <laughs> things. It's going to be a really great one. So. November emails will be coming out, so put, stick your email in on realsteps.org. I promise you will not be spammed. Yep. Um, and we'll, uh, yeah, it's kind of great. I'll talk more about it as we get going.
1: That's great. Where, you say she cool. moved across the world. Where'd she go?
3: Well, just Florida. Oh. But... <laughs> might as well. Might as well be. <laughs> we did have a very hilarious conversation about her kids in school there, and yeah. I was like, I don't think Florida's okay. You no, Florida's um, messed
1: up. Something's up there. Whoo, I got issues. Rough. It's kind of across it's the sunny. board there. Yeah. I have friends who are like diehard Floridi- Fro- Floridians and love their state and they're talking about moving. That's how bad some, some of them feel about how things are going. She's I like the
3: school bus didn't come for a week and a half and they never oh said God. anything.
0: Yeah. Wow. Jeez. Like, things are Oh my I want to I
3: don't know. Yeah, I don't drive know what you're going to do. Anyway, but it's going to be great. Sorry to divert, but yeah, the real stuff is going to be a blast. We have a lot of good fun new things and Lots of cool people.
1: So Coming soon, everyone. Keep your eye on the prize. Wendy, we'll see you next time.
3: Okay.
1: Bye. 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 All righty. That was great.
0: That was great. It was a good one. I hope yeah. that helped.
1: Uh, anyone who was listening, really. Hey, look. We got a little schedule stuff coming up. A little yeah. PSA. We got a couch party tomorrow. 10 a.m. Mountain Time. Right. Patrons, you know what to do. It's going right. to
0: be the last time you hear me for a few days. Mm-hmm.
1: You're not going to hear Brian until like Wednesday. Yeah, well, you hear him on yeah. Film Sack this weekend, but oh yeah, yeah you, you know, will hear me there. Other than that, uh, but Couch Party, we're finishing She Hulk, and we're doing it tomorrow, 10 a.m. Be here yep. if you want to yep. watch that with us. It's a thing we do Season on Discord finale, and it will only let in patrons. So if you're not a patron, maybe you still get in. You could get in if you went in today for a dollar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You could watch with us You'd tomorrow. Get in tomorrow. Yeah. yeah, and if you can't be there for some reason, we record the whole thing in both video and audio, and we put that out on the Patreon as well. Uh Coverville happening today. Yeah, Coverville again. It's uh sticks. The music is sticks. One PM
0: mountain time, twitch.tv slash coverville. Some point gonna be doing some more painting on stream. Uh this this um oh this Thanos is done. I kinda wanna Maybe I'll bring it up? over for the post yeah, show. Yeah, you I can sh- get it. Yeah. Yeah. How hard oh, is
1: it to grab? Is it a thing you can grab fast? It's,
0: no, I can grab it in ten seconds. Hold All right, second.
1: Brian's gonna grab his, his Thanos <laughs> shake it around and uh, let it hang out for the world to see. I didn't know he had finished painting his Thanos. I knew he was working on it. I know he's working on his big um, Millennium Falcon deal, which we'll talk about in a second. Okay, here it comes. Look at this. Look at this.
0: I'm not bringing over the base because the base is massive. Um, and because of shipping, I don't have his other arm connected. Oh,
1: but look at that guy. This
0: is, so I had to use uh, tape, this blue, blue painter's tape, and mask everything off, painted the whole thing black, and then masked off the areas that need to stay black, and then did another spray with gold. And uh, Looking tight. And gave him, yeah, this thing is, it's, it's basically ready to ship. Um, and then here's his... Uh,
1: oh, his arm with his big swordy deal. Yeah,
0: it's going to be a lot easier to ship if I ship this, if I package this um, or wrap it separately from this whole dude. That's really but, cool. Um, that's yeah, this good. is a commissioned uh, uh, print and paint job for Tweep, in our in our uh, community.
1: Well, we and love Tweep. Tweep's amazing. Take
0: a bunch of pictures of this thing, and uh, and I'll put them up online. But this thing, it came out fantastic. It is beautiful.
1: Did you film? Uh, didn't you stream the first part of your Millennium Falcon build?
0: I the- did. Yeah, and um, figured out some things like better microphone. I need to do. I've got my little Rode microphone that I'm going to use for it. Um, better lighting on me. Even though the lighting on what I'm putting together, and I've got a little closer um, setup now for the camera, so you can see what I'm doing a little bit closer. Nice. But uh, yeah, no. As soon as uh, box number two comes in, we'll do that. But I might still do some some mini painting on stream because I have a thousand little mini Marvel characters that need to get painted, and uh, uh, and uh, so I need to get those get those uh,
1: streaming. That'd be great. Coverville on where'd you do it? Uh, I did
0: that on YouTube, so YouTube Coverville, youtube.com slash Coverville, no at sign needed. And then the only Coverville the show, and guess the connection, will be on Twitch because of uh, music uh, stuff. Since I don't do a VOD, it's like, let's do it over on Twitch. You see it live, or you get the podcast, but no no VOD storage. And I want to have other things be stored um, on YouTube.
1: Yeah, Twitch only goes after you. Uh, For archive stuff, it seems like they don't have a good Mm -hmm. police for the live stuff so much. If you're big enough, if you were doing like a, let's say you had 50,000 concurrent watchers and you were watching, I don't know, Die Hard or something, they would get you. But they'd get it, they'd get a little
0: upset. But but, uh, no, they don't care about the live stuff, especially since I can, you know, show them emails and show them the files from labels and artists that they sent uh, for me to play on the show and my and of course my ASCAP, bmi and csac license receipts that's
1: right (laughs) yeah gotta pay for that shit uh core is also happening tonight 5 p.m so our normal time we have a lot to say we're we're probably going to vent pretty hard on this unity news uh for those following it you'll you'll know what i'm talking about we'll talk about that and uh a bunch of other stuff um also my singular obsession this week has been Starfield and nothing but. So
0: ah, so uh, every time somebody talks about it, i like, I just want to buy it. I just want really to buy it. game's really good. It's really yeah. solid.
1: I mean, I you know, like I always say, if you don't like Bethesda games, you're probably not going to like this. But if you love them the way I do, you're going mm-hmm. to eat this shit up. Cool. Uh, anyway, that's tonight, 5 p.m. for the live show. And then, of course, up on the podcast right after that. Film Sack is also having an episode this weekend. We're doing the Born Ultimatum, or as I used to call it, the Bored Old Tomato. That will be uh, uh, this weekend, Saturday. So tune in your Film Sack ears for that. Should be a good time. Oh, and we had to bump. We had a lightning strike yesterday, and it totally zapped everything out for me, and i lost power for a while. So we couldn't do Play Retro uh, on time until it came back, and then it was too late. So we're doing it Saturday after Film Sack. So when Film Sack ends at around 11.30 or so, Brian uh, Dunaway and I will fire up that episode, so there will still be a Play Retro this week. Don't you worry your little heads. Cool, cool. All right, that's it. Patreon.com slash TMS for all other support and needs. We'd love it if you guys head over there today and check that out and uh, become one of our supporters. Huge thanks to those who do. Frogpants.com slash TMS has links to everything else you need, including requesting songs or getting the mega feed or a million other things we do here on TMS. It's all linked over there, so go check it out. That'll do it for us. Brian, let's play a song and go.
0: I love that idea, Scott. And this thing is just, this Thanos here just worries me so much. It's mm. like, this is hours worth of uh, work here. Mm. Uh, X wrote in and said, tomorrow, September 15th, will be the 17th anniversary of my 21st birthday.
1: Oh my gosh. Let's give him, you know what, Cyrenex, since it's you, uh, let's give you the alternate. The one I just, I have to put it in, in mm-hmm. proper proper place here, but let's just see. Yeah birthday okay here it is right here and this is for you
2: happy birthday
1: Ugh, makes me uncomfortable
0: <laughs> it really does yeah. uh, five months late uh, my request for April 15th didn't happen because that was the one day that that month that Scott had to cancel at the last minute. So I'm finally getting around to trying again. Can I get a let's test the ship's phasers honk ah yours in this life and the next? Cyranex Sean, I
1: think so. Okay, let's see, have- the phasers are here.
4: Let's test the ship's phasers.
1: Oh, t- um, is it the one that's combined? Is that what he's talking about? Or is there, a- oh,
0: is there, is there one that is combined? With-
1: I can't remember let's- what I did. Oh. Wasn't there something like that? I don't remember. I no. Oh, Gabe Simpson says no. No. Um, let's see. Let's find. What was the other one? Uh, uh, honk. Ah. Oh, the honk ah guy. Okay. That, ah! There he is right Perfect. there. Perfect. Excellent.
0: Yeah. Uh, and Serenix says anything you think would sound good during a dramatic fight scene in an action movie? Well, geez. Thanks for narrowing it down for me, uh, Sir Nexy. You make me not regret when uh, we, we got rid of all three of you Sean's on ANTP. Um, but all right, fine. How about this one right here from the appropriately named band Cybertronic Spree. Uh, they did a cover album in 2019 of the soundtrack to the 1986 Transformers movie. And they covered the Autobot Decepticon Battle from that uh, soundtrack, uh, originally done by Vince DiCola. Here's Cybertronic Spree and Autobot Decepticon Battle.
1: I can't believe I ate that whole thing.
2: You ate it, Ralph.
1: You ate it. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend.
2: The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most.